37th chapter of the book of Ezekiel again. And uh, verse 3, I guess, to start with. And he said unto me, Son of man, can these bones live? It come up on all this valley of dry bones. Now the question is, can they live? And I answered, O Lord God, thou knowest. He wasn't going to take it up on himself to know anything. <laughs> yeah, wasn't going to answer that. Uh, I don't blame him. He put him on the spot. He had the right answer, though, for sure, when he told him that. And then dropped down into the eleventh verse, and he said, And then said unto me, Son of man, these bones are the whole house of Israel. Behold, they say, Our bones are dried, and our hope is lost, and we are cut off for all our parts. So, it looked pretty hopeless. They were uh, in captivity and they looked like no hope. Their homeland had been burned and the temple tore down and uh, no place to gather. So it looked pretty hopeless. He said, Therefore, Prophesy and say unto them, Thus saith the Lord God, Behold, O my people, I will open your graves. They were dead people. And that's the way man is in his natural state. Even in living, he is dead. No way around it. He said, I will open your graves and cause you to come up out of your graves and bring you into the land of Israel. Now the question was, start with, will they live? And the answer to it is, he's going to bring them into the land of the living, into the church of God. And ye shall know that I am the Lord when I have opened your graves, O my people, and brought you up out of your graves and shall put my spirit in you, and this is what is life, is the spirit of the Lord is going to put in them, and I shall place you in your own land. Then shall you know that I, the Lord, have spoken it and performed it. Now it's all of Him, all of God. It's the same thing going back to the answer He had, well, Lord, you know. Not me, but the Lord has performed it. And the word of the Lord came unto me, uh, unto me, saying, Moreover, thou son of man, take these two, this one stick, and write upon it for Judah and for the children of Israel, his companions. Then take another stick and write upon it for Joseph, the stick of Ephraim. And for all the house of Israel, his companions. And then he goes on, he's going to make them one. And certainly that's the way it is if we be joined to the Lord and in his 
church and in his people be made one. Israel, the true Israel of God. Uh, it's amazing how the Lord works and did work all these things out that he made one nation, one people that would worship him. Uh, always the end of it is that they will worship the Lord, their God, always. In the 33rd chapter of the book of Isaiah then, And in verse 20, he said, Look upon Zion, the city of our solemnities. Thine eyes shall see Jerusalem, a quiet habitation. A tabernacle shall not be taken down. Not one of the stakes thereof shall be removed. Neither shall any of the cords thereof be broken. When I think on these things, <laughs> I think about what people think living is today. Most people today think living what most of them I hear, of, especially the people that are getting up 50 years old and, and like that, they can't think of anything but retiring. Not gonna do anything else. Lay down, quit. And it's a it's a common phenomena that's throughout all men. They won't get to that age where the golden age, see, where they won't have to work anymore. And it's generally that's what is generally in the mind of man already. He don't want to work. Because the Lord said Thou shalt earn thy bread by the sweat of thy brow. And man is deathly, if I can use that word, against what the Lord has to say, especially his orders. But there's all manner of what men think today what is living. But living, truly living, is having the Spirit of the Lord within a man that he can rest that he can lay down all those ideas of having to work, of always being forced to do something. Man is mistaken in thinking that he'd ever be free anyway in himself. There isn't any freedom except that that is in Christ Jesus. When a man is relieved from the curse that has been placed upon him that said, Thou shalt Earn the bread by the sweat of your brow. Well, the curse being removed is not necessarily not having to work, but not have a problem with it, not murmur and complain, always looking. I can preach about this because I always love to work. I still love to work. I can't do much. <laughs> I keep my chair sitting handy nowadays, so... I can go sit down if I have to. But I love it. 
I love to work. I always did. I never had a problem with that. But that's not living. Living is all wrapped up in knowing the Lord and being forgiven of man's sin, being relieved that those things that are being held over him, he can lay down and rest and find peace and safety. In verse 21, he said, But there the glorious Lord will be unto us a place of broad rivers and streams wherein we shall go. There shall go no galley with oars, neither shall gallant ships pass thereby. For the Lord is our judge. The Lord is our lawgiver. The Lord is our king. He's all of those things unto us. He will save us. Thy traffickings are loosed. They could not well strengthen their mast. They could not spread the sail. Then is the prey of the great spoil divided. It has been conquered. And the spoil is divided among the people of God. And the lamb take the prey. And the inhabitants shall not say, I'm sick. No more illness. We've been healed. We're saved. We're safe in the Lord. And not going to say I'm sick anymore. The people that dwell therein shall be forgiven their iniquity. That's living. Have come to life. True living. We're no longer carrying that illness around. It's been forgiven. We've been relieved of that. Now, we're living. 44th chapter of Isaiah. I guess verse 21. Remember these, O Jacob and Israel, that thou art my servant. I have formed thee, thou art my servant. O Israel, thou shalt not be forgotten of me. The Lord is always looking out for his people. And he always speaks of it as if it had already been done. He's always in past tense, really. I have formed thee. Thou art my servant, O Israel. Thou shalt not be forgotten of me. I have blotted out as a thick cloud thy transgressions. Now we have come unto life. Because these things have been blotted out, they've been over us. And as a cloud, thy sins return unto me, for I have, I have redeemed thee, 
Sing, O ye heavens, for the Lord hath done it. It's as if it had already happened. That one that knows the end from the beginning. He hath done it. Shout ye lower parts of the earth. Break forth into singing, ye mountains. O forest and every tree therein, for the Lord hath redeemed Jacob and glorified himself in Israel. Thus saith the Lord thy Redeemer, and he that formed thee from the womb, I am the Lord that maketh all things, that stretcheth forth the heavens alone, that spreadeth abroad the earth by myself, that frustrateth the tokens of the liars, and maketh diviners mad, that turneth wise men backward, and maketh their knowledge foolish, that comforteth the word of his servant, and performeth the counsel of his passengers, that saith to Jerusalem, Thou shalt be inhabited. When we speak of a habitation, inhabited, it's a place of living in peace and in safety because the Lord is looking over His people. And He said unto the cities of Judah, Ye shall be built. It is uh, always amazing to me that the Lord takes all different things and brings them together always into one. (coughs) You shall be built. In verse 23, he said, Sing, O ye heavens, for the Lord hath done it. Shout ye the lower parts of earth, break forth into singing. And uh, we talked the other day about singing a new song. And that's kind of what he's talking about here, singing a new song. Have the liberty to sing it when we are living. In verse 26, he said that, that confirmeth the word of his servant and performeth the counsel of his messengers that saith to Jerusalem. And once again, I'd go back and say he's talking about the church. Always the church. It's the church that the Lord gave himself for. Redeemed it. Redeemed his people. Redeemed them from death unto life. 
Outside of that, we'd not be living except we'd be brought up from the grave and given life, the breath of life. Verse 27, he said, That saith to the deep, Be dry, and I would dry up thy rivers. That saith of Cyrus, He is my shepherd. This is a strange place for this verse, really. Osiris is long time yet to come. And this prophecy was under the people of God that he was going to come. And he is my shepherd and shall perform my pleasure. Even saying to Jerusalem, there again to his people, thou shalt be built, and to the temple thy foundation shall be laid all by the providence of God, all working together to do one thing, to make his people live. Can these bones live? Certainly they can. If the Lord desires it to be sold, and it's all based upon him, always and we wait this is our God this whom we look for as whom we waited for he has brought life that we might live in the 38th chapter of Isaiah again Verse 9, he said, A writing of Hezekiah, king of Judah, when he had been sick and was recovered of his sickness. Now, uh, it had been told him that he was fixing to die, get his house in order. The death was at hand. I thought about this too. But it's kind of like, boy, it's going to feel good when this is over, when this torment has ended. When he was recovered from his sickness. Men just by nature are sick, and they're dying. The day ye eat thereof, you shall surely die. In living, we're dying. And he said, I said in the cutting off of my days, I shall go to the gates of the grave. I am deprived of the residue of my years. And I said, I shall not see the Lord, even the Lord, in the land of living. I should behold man no more with the inhabitants of the world. Mine age is departing and is removed from me. Some of us got a little older. We think about this a little more. Little Jerry, he's, he's done spent a lot of his days already. 
as I have. And the things are coming to a close anyway, pretty soon. We've talked about that before. We, I told Jerry, I said, I don't mind dying. Don't mind getting out of this world. I just don't want to suffer going out. That's yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, so it's kind of mixed bag sometimes when we think in human <laughs> thinking. Said, mine age is departed and is removed from me as a shepherd's tent. I have cut off like I have cut off like a weaver my life. He will cut me off with pining sickness from day even to night wilt thou make an end of me. And it's almost like that. When we get older, we understand that a little better. It's like wife and I have been married all those years. It don't seem like we just started that yesterday, really. And my life is, is gone by rather swiftly. It's about over. And sometimes look forward to the end. But uh, also, we're challenged of the Lord to carry on until the end. In verse 13, he said, I reckon till morning that as a lion, as so will he break all my bones from my day even to night, wilt thou make an end of me. It's just like a day and a night. And the Lord has called it over for you and for me. He said, like a crane or a swallow, so did I chatter. I did mourn as a dove. Mine eyes failed with looking upward. O Lord, I'm oppressed. Undertake for me. Sometimes it takes a little whipping and a little remembering to understand this what it takes to find life. It's what it takes to understand what living is. Our living is in the Lord Jesus Christ, not in ourselves. It's not in the things around us. We look around and say, oh, well, we, we're doing so good, yeah. But again, we're, we're dying in living. And I think it's good sometimes we count our days and see what they have been that after we have assessed all those things, that they're not anything to us. They come and they go, and they've made new, and they've gone old. And things are constantly changing. And we look for a day when things will not change. That it'll all be peace and safety and security and pleasure in the Lord. said, what shall I say? That's where we started. Lord asked, can these bones live? What am I going to say? 
Job said, I put my hand over my mouth. He just spoke too much already. What are we going to say? Nothing to say except the Lord knows. He hath both spoken unto me, and in himself hath done it. I shall go softly all my years in the bitterness of my soul. But even in this, there's life. O Lord, by these things men live. It's these things that you bring upon us that causes us to look and live and get a hold of who the Lord is. Just two things the Bible teaches us clearly is who man is and who God is. So we must get a hold of it through the experience of what we call life and the things that happen to us always. And in these things uh, men live, and in all these things is the life of my spirit. So wilt thou recover me and make me to live after you have brought me low. In the book of Job, I think you find in the 7th or the 8th chapter, Job is confessing these very things, that, Lord, you have done it, and you have made me to live. Behold, for peace I had great bitterness. But thou hast in love to my soul delivered it from the pit, of, the, of corruption for thou hast cast all my sins behind thy back so we are forgiven we're reconciled we're delivered from guilt how is your conscience is your conscience clear or is your conscience still telling you you got to work? If your conscience be clear, it be resting in the Lord. Living. Living in the Spirit of the Lord. The living, the living he shall praise thee as I do this day. The Father to the children shall make known my truth. The Lord was ready to save me. Therefore, we will sing my songs to the string instruments all the day of our life in the house of the Lord. So that's where it's all happening, isn't it? In the Lord's house in Jerusalem in Israel, in Zion. All those things are looking to the church, to the resurrection of all his people. Unto what? Unto life. And he didn't stop there. He said forevermore, forever, forever life. But it's all after we come through all the trial of our faith 
those that endure to the end, they'll be saved. So the Lord is always at work, even when we lay down and rest. For Isaiah has said, let them take a lump of figs and lay it on a pilaster upon the boil, and he shall recover. Talking about Ezekiah. It, the figs wasn't going to do anything. Never did. You can make all kind of poultices and put on it. But it won't help you a bit. But if the Lord is in the figs, then you'll be made alive. It'll all be in the hands of the Lord. And then Hezekiah also had said, What is the sign that I shall go up to the house of the Lord? I don't know exactly what to make of that verse, except that he be ready to go where he ought to go, where mercy is found. After the trial, we be looking for mercy. And it always be found at the house of the Lord, where the Lord sits between the cherubim on the mercy seat, always meeting out justice. Justice, justice. That's what we need today, is more justice. We look about us today and we won't think we're living. But we're slowly dying every day. The country is. It's, it's progressing. This is both things. Uh, salvation and the way of the country is both progressive. The Lord is always teaching His people. And sin is always marching, progressing the other way getting a better, stronger hold on the people. The people in this nation, I'm afraid, have come to the point that there's no return. And that's for sure, unless the Lord would have a work in this nation and bring them through the trials that are necessary to bring them unto life. May the Lord bless us this morning in his word.